Welcome to the Thriving Authors Podcast, where we delve into all aspects of what it takes to get your dream book out of your heart, onto the page, and into the world, connecting with a wide audience of readers. I'm Dallas, and I don't just want you to be a published author. I want you to be a thriving author, confidently sharing your ideas, making an impact with your words, and owning your unique voice that deserves to be heard. I've spent the past two decades immersed in the publishing industry, building my career as a best-selling author of five books and counting. As a book coach, I have helped dozens of women birth their books and live their dreams. And here's what I know to be true. You deserve abundant creativity, a nurturing writing practice, and a supportive community that inspires and uplifts you through the ups and downs of the writing life. I want to help you write and publish your dream books that grow your audience, grow your business, and grow your legacy. On this podcast, you will find behind-the-scenes lessons from my own book writing and publishing journey, interviews with successful published authors, and tips and advice you can start using today to move you forward in your writing life. You don't have to do this alone. Let's get started. Tracy Scoose lives, writes, and swims on the traditional and unceded territories of the Satlut, Sasalita, Lake Soon, and Puntledge peoples. Her work has appeared in several literary journals throughout North America. In April 2020, her short story collection, Hunger Moon, was released by New West Press and was a finalist for the Rakuten Kobo Emerging Writer Prize. And I can say from just personal it's a fabulous collection. I just love your book so much. Thank you. Um, also in 2020, Tracy founded The Writing Journey, an online creative writing school for fiction and memoir writers who want to finish their stories and get them out into the world. So today we're going to talk about the impossible longing. Maybe you can just kind of take us, get started by telling us kind of what this means. Yeah, thanks, Dallas. I, you know, I sort of realized, oh, I didn't have a um, a subtitle to that to the the impossible longing it is intriguing but it's really about diving into the emotional heart and uh, of your characters and you can use this impossible longing or think about this impossible belonging on both a micro and a macro level for your story so i'll just preface this by saying um two things about how I came to it. First of all, I'm a big, or I haven't listened to her much lately, but for years and years, listened to Pema Chodron. And Pema Chodron, for those of you who don't know, is a Buddhist nun and teacher. Amazing, amazing woman. So I was listening to her in the car one day, which was like my little shrine where I would listen, you know, leave the kids at home, go for a drive to work and like listen to my Pema. And um, there was one talk she did where she talked about the longing that we have for essentially um, unity, right? Like our, our basic human desire to belong to something that is greater than us mm. and she talked about this and she I don't know that she used the word impossible but that that it's really um a longing that isn't it isn't um resolved mm. in us that it's something that drives us but it doesn't resolve so 
so just hold that piece mm-hmm. and then um and then i was reading uh, i don't not not at the same time but as i was working on my collection or as i was starting my collection i was reading a book called first body by M- melanie Ren- melanie rayton and each of the characters had this like really dark haunted quality to them there was something about each of them that um wasn't wasn't resolvable like was this big injury big wound emotionally that drove their whole lives so when i started writing this a story after that i was asking myself what haunted my characters Mm. and then um because i didn't write such dark stuff I, my my stories are emotionally laden but they aren't so gritty as hers were i started to think about this word longing and asking what does the character long for mm-hmm. that they cannot have that's such a great ha- question yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think we get a lot of advice out there that's like, you know, what, what is the motivator and, and, you know, it might be like, Kurt Vonnegut always says they have to want something like a glass, at least a glass of water. But there's always more than the surface desire going on. And, and it's way more interesting to me to, to ask and probe into what is the character longing for. Yes. And I, I think that that, um, kind of gets into, like you're saying that, that deeper longing, more of the, the heart of the book, or, um, perhaps the heart of the reader's own longing as they're reading the stories. Um, can you talk a little bit about like how as writers do we start to get into this deeper level of the character's longing and maybe even if you want to talk about a little bit how you see longing i just love that word oh, but like, yes. how does that maybe how is that maybe different from i want a glass of water right that example that's such a good question those are both really good questions dallas and i'll do my best to answer them but the first the question about what what is longing I think about it as this like tender ache that we have in our hearts, in our beings that um, feel really, we feel really vulnerable in that place of longing, really achy. And often we don't want to feel it. Like there's sometimes, you know, there's some longings that we love, like the, the love songs that are born out of this longing, but there's some, some longings that, are so painful to acknowledge that that will organize our whole lives around not feeling mm. so so a grief say um that we don't want to feel we may organize ourselves so we don't feel that so that's an interesting thing in terms of writing to think about what is my character's relationship to the longing yeah yeah so for me i I love the kind of, I actually love indulging sometimes in that melancholic longing or that ache. Like, I just know that 
uh, like I feel alive when mm. I have, I have it. And, and I know that, um, it motivates me, but it's not a good place for me to dwell, but I do a pre sometimes, sometimes I like it. <laughs> but what was the, your other question was how to start to go into it. Yeah. yeah. If we try to, as writers delve deeper and also, I know we're talking about characters and fiction, but I think for memoir writers oh, too, yeah. this is something so important and maybe we're a little bit nervous to kind of tiptoe into that longing, but maybe thinking about yeah. How do you recommend maybe someone's listening to this and it's really resonating, but they're thinking, I don't know if I have ever really done that with my writing. So yeah. how do we kind of begin to get into that deep ache that motivates? Yeah. Maybe thinking of like, there's one I've sort of, you know, branched it off into, it's certainly not limited to these four categories, but something that that writers could think about is that nostalgia is a great example mm -hmm. of impossible longing. We go to a place where we lived as a child and we want to return to that place that was of that time, yeah. but we can't. That's a kind that's the kind of ache and that's a kind of maybe a safe space to start mm -hmm. because we can all relate to that, like going somewhere. I always think of place as this palimpsest. There's all, there's the present state of the place. And then there's all the life that was lived before. And so we can, we kind of ache to return to the, like, it's also maybe our innocence or a time where we felt safe or maybe not safe, but um, held by the land itself. And now the trees are gone or what have you. So that's a place to start. Mm -hmm. I love that. Maybe doing some journaling around this, like looking at old photographs or I would imagine too, I know for myself, when I do journaling based on the past, I'm often surprised by what comes up. So I might think like, I don't know if I remember my grandma's house too vividly from when she was alive and living there. But then when I start writing, often I remember it more than I thought I did. Do you have any, that is sort of experience oh, for your clients? Absolutely. And I think that's why writing practice is so important. You know, we can we connect with these parts of our, our minds and hearts that we forgot were still there mm -hmm. connect us with that place. So yeah, that's a great, I love that you mentioned your grandmother's. That's a great exercise. I haven't done it in a while, but writing about your mother's or your grandmother's kitchen. Yeah. And like, you can't return there necessarily. And so what is there? What does that, and what ache does that bring up? Mm -hmm. And what, another question that comes up for me is thinking about, um, if we're crafting story around this, you had mentioned some people or characters might live their whole lives kind of in hiding from this longing. Um, what are some different ways that you see characters in like kind of, I don't know if I want to say interacting with this longing or, um, mm -hmm. or memoir writers, like how do we begin to, once we've kind of delved into this, think about it maybe in broader terms of, um, of like story or um or actions that our characters are taking or not taking yeah i think there's you know there's different layers as i mentioned before we can use this on a micro and a macro level but let's say you're writing a 
memoir about grief, there's kind of different layers of grief, right? We have the um, acute stage, acute phase where the where the loved one is gone, whether it's in marriage or whether it's in death. And so um, that creates the longing for the loved one, right? There's there there's that uh, the, the impossible return of that of that person into your life, and um, I think there's no getting around the acute. Probably people try, um, mm-hmm. and, and 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 to be honest, like I did that. I did that when my dad died. I tried to like re- re- make my life okay. Uh, again, just get back into routine. And what happened was very physical. Um, Not acknowledging the grief created a lot of physical symptoms in my body. And so um, if I were to write a memoir about that time, I would, I would have the knowledge and understanding that the physical symptoms were grief, like that, that was a manifestation of grief. So I could give it that container. and I could also see how I was avoiding feeling the grief. So the impossible longing there is the grief itself and that desire for things to return to how they were before the death. And that's impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that kind of investigation of the character's even if you're the character. So now I can look back and go, wow, that was, wow, you had a really hard time, you know, holding yourself in that grief. You just wanted everything to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And I could do that for my characters too. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a beautiful example. Um, Yeah. And, and what also comes up for me is, um, do you have any rituals that you do or that someone might think about with, you had mentioned that the impossible longing can be a a fruitful place to visit. And maybe it, it does remind us of our aliveness. And I think even just talking about it like this with you is such a nice, um, just kind of permission giving that we all feel this way. So mm-hmm. we're not alone in that feeling. Mm-hmm. But like you said, we don't want to dwell there. So do you have anything I can imagine for myself or... Um, for some writers that I talk to who sometimes say, well, I don't even want to dip my toes in there because I'm worried that I'm going to get stuck there. I'm going to dwell there. I'm going to get almost like it's a whirlpool that I'm going to get kind of sucked into. So do you do any rituals or do you have anything that kind of helps not dwell in that impossible mm-hmm. longing for too, for too long of a period? That's a good question too. Yeah. Like kind of a container. So I, I would think that you know, the writing itself is a container. Mm-hmm. So if you're writing about it and you give yourself 10 minutes, like if it's, if it's big and scary, just do 10 minutes, just do 10 minutes and come back. And, you know, this, this stuff can and does open us up um, emotionally. So making sure you have support, friends, connections, people you can, you can lean on and talk to. Um, I also have body-based practices. I think being present in the body is really important and even present feeling the feelings. So 
I do have for the freebie a field guide, which gives people um, tips on how to feel what they're feeling and acknowledge it. Um, and like so much gentleness, you know, I think part of the, I say I don't want to dwell there and that's true. But if I am in that place, if I go in with like, you shouldn't be dwelling there, like there's just this extra layer. Mm-hmm. So usually some sort of movement, like walking, like dancing, like being in nature, being someplace where you can um, feel connected to your body and to the bigger, greater world. Mm, that is, I love, I love those tips. I think that's such a great and having that container and what came up for me too was like gentleness and maybe forgiveness and like a sense of safety. I think all of those um, help. If you are listening to this and you're thinking, maybe I am hiding from this feeling myself or avoiding it, um, being able to take those little 10 minute baby steps into it, I think could really be life-changing. Totally. And to really like, uh, I love that you picked up on the word gentleness, but really we're, we live in a in a world that doesn't, that isn't like, Hey, feel all your feelings. Like Mm -hmm. this is really important. You know, we've been told since we're, most of us have been told since we were really small that what we're feeling is not okay. And so when it feels bad or difficult or uncomfortable, we, we haven't done a lot of training necessarily to, to hold it with gentleness and kindness. And that's really, really key. Mm-hmm. I love this. Well, you just are such a bright light. And even just talking with you, just your your gentleness and your um, kindness just comes through in everything that you do. Um, will you share with listeners who want to connect with you more? You mentioned your free your freebie, which I will link to um, the field guide. But also, do you want to just share your website or your social media or wherever you most like people to connect with you? Yeah, I've got um, the field guide, which I'm really excited about. And it really is um, about supporting writers to feel their emotions and record them and acknowledge how they feel in the body so that they can bring the emotions more clearly to the page, because a lot of writers find that very difficult and fair Mm -hmm. enough. And so this is a little way to help you with that. And then I I have a Facebook group called The Writer's Journey, which I know Dallas will put links to, Mm -hmm. and you can join up with that group. And I'd love to see you in there. I do free trainings and so on in there. I've got a website, tracyskuse.com, and I'm on Instagram at tracyskuse.com dot the writing journey however that handle goes <laughs> perfect I will link to all those too um, well Tracy just so wonderful to spend time with you even just virtually just your energy is so lovely um, so thank you so much for being part of the summit thank you for spending time with me today please hit that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode and I would love for you to join me in my free Facebook group. It's called Women Entrepreneurs Becoming Best-Selling Authors. And if you are an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish the book inside your heart, this is the place to be. We discuss the podcast episodes. I regularly go live with free challenges. And you may even meet your new writing partner to swap pages with. 
Again, the name is Women Entrepreneurs Becoming Best-Selling Authors, and it is a completely free Facebook group. You can also reach out to me personally at Dallas Woodburn Author on Facebook and Instagram. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast and your ideas for new episodes. Until next time, happy writing.